This week on a very special episode of Body Counts and Beer, we're discussing our favorite movie cars. Not not the movie cars. Cars that have been in movies. You get it. Hello and welcome to a beautiful installment. A uh, beautiful... You're killing the openers tonight, man. <laughs> hey, this is a mini soda. Body counts some beer. I'm Mark. I'm Patrick. I'm John. Uh, you idiots. <laughs> uh, and this week, because somehow we've never done it, we're talking about our favorite movie Cars. Yeah. Vroom, vroom, beep, beep. Out of my way. I'm a motorist. We've done favorite plane, <laughs> favorite spaceship, favorite boat. We did favorite I love boats. <laughs> See, the last mini we did was a favorite Simpsons episode. <laughs> Just cause. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't need a reason. Oh, True. I can't believe I forgot to mention the spinoff showcase. Oh, John, you no, piece of shit. Yeah, Such a good, a good episode. Good one. Look, Big Daddy, it's regular daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Skinner and the superintendent. Oh. Uh, nah, Lynn's isn't really much of a party town. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, that's Skinner and Wiggum. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, down in fucking New Orleans. <laughs> uh, all right, so moving on. We're doing favorite movie car. I can't believe we've never talked about cars. It's crazy. Cars yeah. are uh, in so many movies. You know cars. They're them things what got four wheels and moves fast. Yeah, they're, yeah, they the, do. they're the explosion-powered steel temples yeah. that we all get to drive when we're 16 and then nobody ever checks up on us again. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Uh, so let's you just go. have to verify your address and then keep letting you drive forever. <laughs> Those idiots. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go around the horn. Patrick. Favorite movie car? This one's so obvious, gentlemen. The Pontiac Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. Boo! Fuck yeah! A, it's great. Wrong. B, every time it's on screen, Jerry Reed is singing. And <laughs> C, I'm pretty sure it comes with Sally Field's ass. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that's I guess that's true, but... And a bunch of, like, roadside cheeseburgers. Uh, now, that I'm, uh, now that I'm interested in. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I just, I can't truck with Smokey and the Bandit. It's just a ripoff of Riding with Death. <laughs> what is Riding with Death? Riding with Death. And how is that like Riding with Sally Field? <laughs> so Riding with Death, uh, you may know it from a very famous MST3K episode. Oh, yes. It was shot as a pilot for a TV show that never got picked up, so they just cut the first two episodes together and turned it into a movie. Always a great idea. It's about a secret agent who is doing a submarine experiment and gets hit with some kind of radiation that makes him turn invisible unless he's wearing a special watch that recalibrates his molecular structure to make him visible again and he is tasked with driving a truck that has a scientist in it who has patented a new form of energy combustion but he has to file the patent papers so they're driving him in like a flatbed to the patent office, but they're, you know, on guard because some spies might come and fucking kill him. But little do they know that the scientist has betrayed them, has already sold them out to the Russians. He put nitroglycerine inside the truck so that it would explode, so that it would fake his death and he could defect to the Soviets completely. But he didn't count on the fact that when you're riding with death, death rides with you. Whoa. <laughs> so the secret agent fucking outsmarts him 
uh, doesn't explode, uh, fucking has a fist fight with the scientist, turns invisible, confuses the scientist, punches him, then it cuts to a NASCAR racetrack. (laughs) Where the second half of the movie takes place, where there is a conspiracy that I still don't understand, which is saying something, because I fully understood the first half of this movie, (laughs) which as an acute listener might realize is just a string of gobbledygook. Yeah, it was. Though I will say I recognize all of the parallels to Smokey and the Bandit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like right on. I see what you mean. Roads, cars, engines, people, talking. Yeah. It's got all those things in both movies. Exactly. Is it now, now, ex- ex- now Smokey and the Bandit, Yeah. if if you'll permit me, because I don't know. it. It's. I thought it was a truck. I thought there was a truck in it. Well, yes. The deal is uh, there is a truck, and this is how old this movie is. At this time in America, you couldn't take West Coast beers to the East Coast. Sure. (laughs) So the plot of Smokey and the Bandit is that they get an 18-wheeler filled with original recipe cores. The most dangerous of all contraband. Right. That's that's the banquet beer, right? Yeah, and they need to get it to Florida. So, in order, at under a certain amount of time, and Jerry Reed, the country singer who also does the great Eastbound and Down theme song, uh, he drives the truck full of cores with an adorable puppy that eats roadside cheeseburgers. Right, and that's and, the bandit, right? And he's he's just he has nothing to do. Uh, the bandit is uh, Bruce. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I don't care. It's Sally Field and Jerry Reed, man. Uh, Burt Reynolds is uh, the bandit, and he's the lead car, and it's his job to go way too fast and break too many laws so that all the cops chase him so that nobody is available to pull over the truck for also going way too fast. Got it. Where does Dom Smokies, fit in? Where's Dom DeLuise fit in? Dom DeLuise? No, the Smokies are the cops, played by Jackie Gleason and uh, oh, some other yeah. schmuck who plays his son. And Dom DeLuise... And some very short guy are the two guys that contract them to get the beer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I was when I I think I was purposely trying to mislead you into a cannonball run thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, Don DeLuise is in two. Uh, so Smokey and the Bandit, all joking aside, is just Gator on land. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, aren't all Burt Reynolds movies just Gator on Gator land. on something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Smokey and the Bandit, Gator on land. Gator is obviously Gator on the water. And uh, Boogie Nights is just Gator on a porn set. Sure. Deliverance is Gator in the Appalachians. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, It does have great car chases for the 70s. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, for the 70s. All right. Yeah, they reach speeds of 65. Oh, hey, it was Carter's administration. That was like (laughs) as fast as you could go. Wait, wait, did you say 65? Yeah. That's 10 more than Sammy Hagar goes. (laughs) Yeah. And he can't drive. 55. <laughs> right. Not without getting in serious trouble. God, right. I remember in the late 90s, they had Judge Mills Lane on VH1 to judge the 100 most laws broken in music videos. <laughs> where they took 100 music videos and ranked them based on how many laws were broken. How many laws were broken in the one where Paul Abdul dances with that cat? Uh, uh, none. That's a national treasure. Uh, no. No. 
incorrect. That cat breaks so many sexual harassment yeah, laws. Yeah, that cat is somewhere between Donald Trump and Bill Clinton. <laughs> that, that cat doesn't grab her by the pussy. That pussy grabs her. Yeah. No. He just takes one step forward and she takes two steps back. And then he wraps his tail around her breasts and kind of caresses yeah, them. it's weird. Then he pins her down in the back of a car and kisses her against her will. Despite she, all those two steps back she keeps taking. Yeah, it's not pleasant. No. Uh, it's, anyway, it's I... two black stripes on his back away from Pepe Le Pew level. <laughs> But yeah, uh, uh, I Can't Drive 55 was the number one most laws broken in a music video. Really? <laughs> this is, bear in mind, November Rain, where a perfectly good wedding cake is destroyed. Yeah. Sure, sure. And yeah. someone inexplicably built a church in a national park. This also somehow outranked the uh, the Damn Yankees music video where, where the, they all die. Where the police, <laughs> the police surround a tiny shack. And then, uh, as Pat Oswalt explains in his very old metal weekend bit uh, Ted Nugent steps out and plays his guitar solo so powerfully that it deflects bullets from the place <laughs> but not powerful enough they don't still die in the end anyways right, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, also I'm pretty sure that the Corn Freak on a Leash video features one bullet committing thousands of crimes thousands <laughs> of crimes yeah. yeah it was like uh, the reverse of Brian Azzarello's hundred bullets yes yeah. You only need one when corn's around. <laughs> God, I have such distinct memories of in middle school, we were riding the bus back and we had a substitute bus driver. We convinced her to put on the rock station. Uh, and Freak on Elise started playing and it got to the point where it's just atonal. John, actually, that's not the words. It's... She turned that it off. Reminds and, me of being correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she turned it off and said, I'm so sorry. There's only so much I can handle in a day. <laughs> Fair. Fair. So God. Two bus driver. She wasn't getting paid li- enough to listen to corn. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, she, no one is. She immediately just put on, like, fucking Eddie Money or something yeah, right. like that. And I remember, like, as a, a fucking shitbag 13 year old, like, whatever, that's real music. Right. <laughs> and then, like, looking back on it, I was like, no, she was right yeah. to do that. I remember, I mean... Corn has no place in a polite society. I mean, I owned, you know, I have every... I had, I mean, I still own them somewhere, but, like, I owned every Corn album up through, uh, I think, Untouchables, uh, which is way beyond the point where Corn was worthy of... or sure. uh, Acceptable to <laughs> acceptable, listen to. Acceptable, yeah. Uh, every, every new man, I had Lump Biscuit, Cold Chamber, seven, seven Dust. Seven Dust. Uh, fucking Sepultura. And Perfect then Circle. Perfect, no, not Perfect Circle. They were too emo-y for me. Puddle of Mud. Puddle of Mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that shit. I listened to all that shit. <laughs> Papa Roach. Oh, <laughs> all Roach. of it, man. Uh, and like with pride like every time like the Union Underground Power Man 5000 anything that was big and metal and dumb at the time I was into <laughs> and every time I like had to ask for one of those for like Christmas for my birthday my mom would be like shut up <laughs> <laughs> why and then I'd have to defend it and be like no mom you don't understand like Corn's like super deep cause like he was beat when he was a kid and like he really talks about like emotional stuff you know he's like bullied he has like Here, problems let me play this anime music video where someone mashed up Trigun with Freak on a Leash and I think you really get it. <laughs> uh, no, what happened was she was like, okay, that's fine. What about this one song where uh, him and Fred Durst keep calling each other the F.A. word? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Did, but I won't listen to that one. You can't <laughs> censor language. Oh, man. Yeah, that one is called All in the Family, and it's a rap battle between Jonathan Davis and Fred Durst. It's really terrible, uh, but even better and even more terrible... God, no matter who wins, we lose. <laughs> <laughs> but even better is on the 1999 Family Values Tour DVD, which I owned. Nice. Uh, nice. It culminates in them playing All in the Family, and both Corn and Limp Biscuit are on the stage. And the first thing you need to understand is neither of these bands are good. Yeah. At, <laughs> at all. At all. Especially when it comes to playing live. Yeah, just yeah. look up uh, Fred Durst guitar solo and yeah. you'll see. There's a number of videos. They're all worth watching. Oh, man. Uh, but this video, basically what happens is they begin playing All in the Family. And it begins with Corn, And then when it gets to the Fred Durst verse, Limp Biscuit starts playing. Oh so each time they switch, there's like a four second like... Everyone picks up their instruments real quick. It's like, uh, it's amazing. And all of the alley cats yowl and yowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, John, favorite movie car? Death Proof from the movie Death Proof. Mm, yeah. Uh, it's not a particularly good movie. No, but it's a pretty sweet car. What does it do? Yeah. Uh, so the conceit behind Death Proof, which looking back seems... A little on the nose, knowing what we know about the filming of Kill Bill Part 2. But it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's his half of Grindhouse. Uh, It's his three quarters of Grindhouse, because he did basically two movies into one movie. Yes. Neither of which are particularly entertaining, until you get to the car chase at the very end. Um, But it's basically, um, Kurt Russell plays Stuntman Mike, and Stuntman Mike has made a car... With, like, uh, some, you know, like, rattle cages, some roll cages, padding, straps, so that the driver is 100% impervious to death if the car should crash. Nice. Uh, You know, he's a stuntman, so it it makes sense that he would know how to accomplish this. So his M.O. is he is actually, like, a slasher. He's He's a serial killer. And what he does is he goes to bars, he just drinks water... He waits for the bar to empty out, and then he crashes into the people who are way drunk on the road. So it looks like, oh, you know, these women all had blood alcohol levels through the roof. This guy was sober. Clearly, those women are at fault. No further investigation needed. Like, they can't pin it on right. Stuntman Mike. Right. So in the back half, in the, the front half of the movie... He kills a bunch of ladies with his death-proof car. In the back half of the movie, it's actually a movie, and he races, like, uh, fucking Rosario Dawson. Uh, Zoe Bell. Zoe Bell. Uh, oh, God, what is her name? There's two other women. There's Sydney Poitier. One of, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, Sydney Poitier's daughter is in the first part. And the second part, right. it's, uh, yes, Mary, yes, yes, Mary yes. Elizabeth Winstead plays yeah. like the cheerleader. The other... Uh, the, the woman who's doing the driving is another stunt woman actor. Yeah. And I, her name escapes me and I feel terrible. But, like, it's really a showcase for Zoe Bell. Right. Who is an she, actual stunt stunt double. She doubled for Uma Thurman in Kill Bill. Right. She's doing all of her own stunts. And I the am, whole purpose of this is they're going to this farm to buy the car from Dirty Mary Crazy Larry. Yeah, it's a white Dodge Dart. Yes, and they're going to recreate this stunt that they do in the movie where you hang from the hood of the car and they drive around. Yeah, and then Stuntman Mike sees this happening on the road, gets in his death-proof car, and they have, like, a car duel. Yes. Uh, And they finally, they get Stuntman Mike knocked 
over onto the side of the road. He gets out of his car. He goes, woo, that was fun. They shoot him, and he turns into the world's biggest fucking wimp. Yes. He starts crying and pleading and begging, and he jumps in his car, and he's trying to escape. But the, the women are like, fuck no. You tried to kill us. You're not, like, you're going down, buddy boy. Yes. And the Death uh, and Proof it is Car... Gr- that section is amazing. Yes. And the Death Proof Car does live up to his title. When he's in the car, he is basically impervious to pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he gets out of the car at the end, they literally kick him to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they take turns around housing him in the face. Yikes. And it's amazing. Yeah, nice. It's uh, cool. But the car itself... The car itself is fucking ridiculous. Uh, it's got like big cool skull and crossbones on its hood. Yeah. Uh, it's just a really badass. I think it's a Dodge Charger? Yeah. All the great ones are. Uh, and basically like there's a line uh, that Rose McGowan has of just like, you know, I'm scared. Oh, is it my scar? No, it's your car. And like, yeah, his car is fucking terrifying. Well, especially because when he puts her in the car, there's no passenger seat. There's a tiny, tiny like, metal stool that's not even welded to the yeah. floor. Because <laughs> that's, the passenger seat's taken out because that's where a camera would go. Yes. Because it's a stunt car. Right. right. Then he drives his car into another car face first and murders, yeah, a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. But the car itself is pretty dope. Yeah. That's nice. a good choice for a car. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad. And again, like, if the movie were 30 minutes, it'd be very good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Uh, did you want to segue into any other shitty 90s music before we moved on to my favorite <laughs> uh, Just We did all the corn stuff. So if you want to talk about like Matchbox 20 or oh, man. anything there, like that. There was, uh, there's a great meme uh, that I think really puts a capper on uh, the Breakfast at Tiffany's joke. Mm. Uh, it's basically, uh, then I said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? You said, I think I remember the film. As I recall, I think it had too many women. Oh no, you're one of those guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, delightful. Oh, deep blue something. Boy. That's a Boy band. Howdy. Yeah. That they had a song. Had that one it had song. exactly one song. They, they were, were like, they were the vitamin C of that year. Yeah, they were like Delamitri Light. Yeah. They were uh like warming us up for the goo goo dolls. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, 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 all right, fantastic. Well, moving on. Uh, Mark, favorite movie car. Uh I'm going with the V8 Interceptor from Mad Max mm. and the Mad Max series of films. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it comes to an ignoble end in Fury Road. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the first movie, it's uh, still in pristine condition. It's the cop car that Max uses, Max Rokotansky uses, to take down a uh, biker band. And I a, always forget that's his last name, and Rock I'm always Tansky. delighted yep. by it. <laughs> uh, in the first Mad Max movie, it's a weird biker gang that like murders a bunch of people, including his family, and that's what makes him mad. mad. Uh, and he runs them all down in a sweet, sweet V8 Interceptor, which is like a Ford Custom Coupe. Uh, in a, but an Australian-only Ford Custom yeah, Coupe. Yeah. It's the old uh, cop car. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then in Road Warrior, uh, it's full post-apocalypse now. Yeah. Uh, and he's got it all, like, kitted out with just, like, 
other bits and pieces of shit, and he uses that to run people down. And then in uh, Thunderdome, it pretty much just breaks down at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and then he lives with Tina Turner for a little bit, which is pretty cool. Uh, that and then he meets a bunch of fucking kids. Yeah, then he meets all the dumb, annoying kids. But then he gets his car working again after he gets yeah. the truck, and then everything's cool. And then, yeah, in Mad Max Fury Road, he gets to drive it for a little bit until it's immediately destroyed by the Immortan Joe's army yep. of war boys. Yep. Yeah, yeah. However, it's a pretty kick-ass car. Yeah, it's very it's sleek. Uh, you know, it's very fast and just really cool looking. It looks like a badass car. Like you just look at it and you're like, "That's a kick-ass car." Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really good. I like it. Uh, any honorable mention cars we want to get to? Anybody? Uh, for some reason, and this is completely separate from this episode. I didn't know this was the topic. The it, for most of my day. I have been trying to recall what a PT Cruiser looks like. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. Because, I can explain that to you. Because yeah. for some reason, Crappy. somebody mentioned Viva La Bam the other day. Oh, I'm sorry. And I could only recall like, oh, that's right. I knew of, I had a friend in high school that was neck deep into that show. And she kept telling stories about the main character's PT Cruiser, which they called the PT Loser. And I have no conception of what that car looks like anymore. Sure. <laughs> that car was goddamn everywhere in the yeah, early 2000s. It really was. Well, they like re-released it or something. But it was like a shitty updated shit version. Was it like a Beetle? No, no. no. It is a, it's an SUV that has a weird 50s hot rod like wedge, wedge in the front. In the front. What? Yeah. I'm showing them oh, a picture right fuck now. fuck that. Yeah, that thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I remember that uh, piece it's like of shit. If, if ZZ Top, it's from uh, when they have the video, is it Legs? Where he has yeah. that car. Yeah. It's this great 50s hot rod. And if like a 50-year-old man with like three kids and responsibilities were to have that hot rod, <laughs> it would be the PT Cruiser. Well, what when, it, he's, when he's driving to the school and his car is empty so he can pick up the kids, he fucking cranks it. Oh, yeah. Sure. oh yeah. But what it really was is the SUV version of the old Plymouth Prowler. Yeah. <laughs> That thing's fucking dope. Yeah, yeah the Plymouth so, Prowler was great. Yeah, it was the but it was their shitty version of the Plymouth Prowler mm-hmm. as SUV because uh, that was the the late nineties, mid yeah. late nineties was yeah. everything got turned into an SUV. Hey yeah. man, it's not just then. Ford stopped making everything but Mustangs, and they're yeah. bringing the Bronco back. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I thought we'd all mutually agreed that there'd be no more <laughs> no, Broncos. No, I don't. I think we all mutually agreed that while gas was expensive, but then it was cheap again. But now it's expensive again. Well, Ford doesn't know. Uh, That sounds about right. Like, that's the thing. Like, I bet I could not find a sedan if I tried. Yeah. No, it's it's a lot harder. You're definitely not getting one from Ford. No, No, absolutely not. You'd probably have to go with a Monte Carlo, which is a two-door sedan. And crap. Yeah. Uh, But any other honorable mention cars? uh, The Batmobile. Sure. I was going to say that, but like all of the movie versions of it are kind of crappy. Except the Tim Burton Batman number one. Yeah. That thing's fucking great. Because it does have the rocket fire out the back. Right? As the rocket fire out the back, it has shield mode. Yeah. It looks nothing like a car Mm-mm. in no. any conceivable no, no, it's, way. It's a dick with wings. Yeah, absolutely. And also has a tip that pops out, yeah. drops a tiny little ball at you, and kills bad guys. Yeah. It explodes bad guys. Batman kills so many people in the universe of Batman. He really does. Uh, it also takes the world's greatest detective in an embarrassingly long time <laughs> to find out that Axis Chemicals, you know, the one chemical plant in Gotham, <laughs> is supplying, you know, the Joker with all those 
chemicals he's been using. Uh, you know, I actually like the tumbler from Batman Begins. Uh, it's too stuff. chunky for my taste. I, yeah, I just think yeah, I didn't like that I, one. the reason I like it is because it feels realistic. It feels like an actual car that would be functional in that crime fighting capacity. Yeah, and I think that's plus, why I don't like yeah, it. Plus, in Dark Knight, it, it literally... It a motorcycle. Yeah, it fucking shits out a motorcycle that Batman gets to drive. <laughs> a motorcycle that can uh, go sideways because its wheels go whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and it has tow cables like a snow speeder. That's true. Uh, so, uh, and uh, the DeLorean, I think, from Back to the Future sure. is worth mentioning. Yeah. Uh, mostly because the DeLorean uh, is the only car manufactured by cocaine for cocaine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, the... I seem to recall, and I could be wrong, but isn't Blade's car actually pretty rocking? Isn't Doesn't he have a tricked out Dodge Charger? I don't remember. I know, I can't remember either. I, always re- I remember Blade I only 2, remember and he's got a Dorf. motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And yeah. Blade 2, that was a big deal. Um, Ecto-1? Ecto-1, a fantastic... Ecto-1. Yeah, fantastic car. Uh, I'm going to go to bat for... Uh, I can't remember what car is. It might be a Crown Vic. The car that Gene Hackman drives in the French Connection. Oh, sure. Because yeah. that car chase was shot without permits. Uh, yeah. And all the drivers were the actors. Yeah. And they just did it during people driving hours. <laughs> <laughs> and that car holds up pretty good. No <laughs> shit. Guys, we're, we have a huge blind spot. Listeners, stop yelling at your podcast. That's not how this works. But... We did finally remember all of James Bond's cars. Oh, wow. All the Aston Martins. The BMWs. Yeah, the invisible car. That you can drive with your phone. Mm -hmm. With rocket launchers and all sorts of shit. That's true. I like the uh, the one in GoldenEye because the e-brake pops open to show a chilled champagne bottle. (laughs) Right, right, right. Because you don't need the e-brake. Nope. Nah, not if you're James Bond. Nah. Uh, Also, um, oh... Uh, no! <laughs> Don't say the fleet of minis from the Italian job. Oh, absolutely not! No, 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 no. What, what, what? Fast and Furious was it? Were the cars parachuted? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Am I remembering say, this correctly? I'm gonna, I've never seen... I've only seen Tokyo Drift, so... <laughs> I'm going to say none. It wasn't that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Honorable mention to all of the Fast and the Furious cars. Sure, there's a lot of good there's cars in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. There's a very specific... Spe- oh, that's what it was. The Duke of New York's car and Escape from New York. Fuck yeah. With chandeliers. Chandelier headlights. headlights. (laughs) Yes. That's a great car. Uh, That's my dream car. Oh, and a special shout out to the movie Joyride starring Paul Walker and uh, Lily Sobieski and Steve Zahn. And the only reason why is because the car from that is a 1971 Chrysler Newport, which was my first car when I was 16 years old. It's the exact same color as my car was, except their top was white and mine was poo-poo brow. (laughs) Uh, If there's a way to give a negative shout-out, like a shout-out where they owe me a shout-out if I ever see them, Drive, Mm. that is a really great pre-credit sequence to a movie. Sure. But the rest of it, hot garbage. Yeah. It is insufferably bad. It is the height of pretension, and nobody is good in it. <laughs> uh, 
I wouldn't say that. Albert Brooks is very good in it. Yeah. That's just Albert Brooks, though. But it's Albert Brooks who's weirdly menacing when he needs to be. Albert Brooks isn't generally menacing. Nah. And, unless, of course, you uh, watch The Simpsons. He's super menacing, usually. <laughs> He's usually a bad guy, <laughs> weirdly enough. Uh, all right, well, I think that's it for favorite car. I can't believe it took two two years for us to get here. <laughs> we can't believe we did boats before it. <laughs> I know we've done movies what had cars in them before. Uh, so anyways, that's going to do it. Uh, next week we'll be talking about John Wick, so please be excited for that. Uh, I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm John Rooney. And we will see you next time. Bye. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere fine podcasts are purveyed. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or you can email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.